But the most important thing, if your goal is to target fat burn, is to not exceed that conversational pace. And but to operate right at the cusp of it, right at the threshold of right. I can almost not have a conversation. That's how you know. Obviously you're there. not so slow that you're reading a magazine, right, talking with your partner here. It's right. something where you gotta move, but you can continue talking without being out of breath. Exactly. That's awesome. Welcome back to the Motives Life Podcast. Today we have a little different format uh, from an interview that we typically do. And and the idea from this podcast came uh, from a question that Rob had asked me regarding his current training and just reminded me that it's definitely something that will be insightful for many of you listening uh, just to hear us talk about the answer to his question and, and just gain some insight into some changes that he has made most recently uh, with his training based on his goals and um, how we've been able to help him navigate that situation as well. So co-host Rob, what's going on? back. Hello, everyone. So uh, yeah, no, this is going to be a little bit of a different one. Like Mike, like Mike said, more of a small hit of information, something that was new for me that I never, I can't say I never thought of, I never knew. So um, I'm doing some new training. I'm doing a programming, which uh, you guys are calling individual design. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to describe what that is? Sure. Uh, in the past, I'd say two years, we've brought on a new service that we've added uh, to our our offerings called Individual Design. And essentially, it is a custom design training program by one of our coaches um, for for the individual based on where they want to go, where they are right now, uh, and the work that we believe needs to be done to get them to achieve their goals. Um, the idea for Individual Design came on pretty quickly with the whole COVID world situation. And initially we, we were only offering it for uh, clients that didn't, that chose not to come back to class or even in, in person because maybe they built a home gym or they were working from home now and it, their, their work-life balance just didn't allow them to make it to a class time. And so it worked really well for, for them and still works for them. Tommy still has a number of clients that are individual design and so, so what that entails is a, a custom design program based on the equipment they have at their house. Again, what their goals are, what limitations they may have, um, their ability levels, and their interest. Um, and in addition to the, the programming, we offer it on an app that comes with a, with a beautiful user interface with, with videos and uh, places for you to plug in your results and communicate directly with your coach yeah. and, and send any feedback that, that's going to help them help you. Um, Let me just speak to that really quick. So about the app, True Coach, it really is awesome. It not only gives you, you know, what you're doing for the day, it shows a small video and then uh, Tommy, I'm doing some coaching through Tommy, writes some notes on the bottom and then I can write back when I'm done, hated this, which I've done many times, (laughs) (laughs) or just just some honest feedback or write your numbers of what you've done for particular weights. Hey, round one, I was at this weight, round two, round three. Um, but just to speak to that, it really does help to see a short 10 second video. So, I mean, it's great. But if you guys see me on my phone at the gym, I'm not texting. I'm actually looking at my true coach app, trying to see what I got to do next for this, uh, individual design, individual design. Yeah. And just one more thing on that before we move on was, uh, in addition to that, because one thing that we didn't want from the start and we don't want to occur in the future for those that choose to go with this program is for major loss of communication between the coach and the the client that's receiving the programming. 
uh, although it is in a remote fashion at home or maybe even uh, utilizing our 24-7 access at the gym, we want to make sure that there's as many lines of communication established as possible. And in addition to be able to communicate asynchronously with your coach through the app, uh, we also make it very clear from the start that we encourage a weekly 15-minute, 20-minute phone call and or um, Zoom meeting with your coach to check in, say hi, uh, make any changes that are needed. Obviously, if you're still coming in person, you can catch us on the fly while we're here as well, which is which is awesome. So yeah. the idea is for it to be an opportunity for us to customize your fitness journey, regardless of what season you're in. Maybe you're going through a season where class just isn't isn't working for you or happening or you're not feeling the vibe of Ooh. class and uh but we we didn't want you to leave you know right. we want we we want to be able to meet you where you're at ultimately yeah for sure and i mean uh to your point too like you're saying it's not only for the people that are want to work remotely at home or have their own home gym or just want some personal one-on-one programming it's for somebody like myself who quite honestly how this came about was I was feeling like I was doing really good in the workouts and coming super consistently for over a year now, the most consistent I've ever come to date, and not seeing the results that I had in my, that I had preconceived in my head, should I say. Because I'm like, man, I'm killing myself, always at 90 to 100% of my heart rate, and why am I not burning fat? That was honestly the first question. Like, okay, how can I do these high-intensity workouts I'm feeling good. I'm not dying. Like, what's happening? Not losing weight. What, not and not even weight. Not losing fat. Why is that? Why is that going on? And uh, I kind of asked Mike that as like a, you know, one-off question in passing one day. And he's like, "Oh yeah, now that's you're not going to lose weight like that." And my mind was blown. I was I was done for the week after that. I was like, "What do you mean? I'm not going to lose weight? I'm crushing the bike. I'm I'm crushing all the workouts. Like, I'm working super hard. I'm I thought sweat was fat crying." And it's not. <laughs> Abs are made in the kitchen. Sweat is fat crying. Yeah, exactly. All the Instagram <laughs> handles. But um, so that's kind of what this is about to kind of dive into that a little bit um, and give give everybody out there an idea of what that individual design is because that's where I am. I'm at the point now where I'm like, hey, you know what? I'd like to lose some fat. I feel pretty fit. I feel really good. I, I love the group class. That's my main problem. I, I I love the community. I love getting in with a bunch of people and just doing a really hard workout, but in not in lieu of that, I'm doing this three days a week, this individual design uh, mm-hmm. training or, or whatever you want to call it, um, which is kind of cool. And it's mainly for my back really to strengthen my back. And then we're going to work on some fat burn stuff. So I said that wrong. Strengthen my core for um, my back, mm-hmm. my back issues that I run into. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe just to dive into, you know, I've had a couple of people come up to me because I'm I I'm not I don't want to say I'm known. I feel like that's so bad. You're the co-host. No, of course no, you're known. No, but it's not like that. I, I it just it does, doesn't even want to come out. People may know me for crushing the bike every mm. once in a while. <laughs> so now I've been riding the stationary bike at the gym here at a ridiculous what I would consider a grandma like pace. And uh, a couple people have come up to me and be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, wh- what's going on here?" And I'm like, "I'm burning fat." And they're just like, what? And I pull out this paper that I have right here that you guys have so nicely laminated. Uh, another great tool, still blows my mind. And it's got these these different levels of heart rate, zero to five. And it just goes through different things. I'll read one. You know, 50% or less of your max heart rate, which I guess, how, let's start with how could they find their max heart rate? Sure. Uh, so 
for your max heart rate, it's, there's a quick way for you to do math on that. And based on general norms, you use the, the calculation of 220 minus your age, which gives you a, a very general roundabout answer to yeah. your question. And it's typically around spot on. Yeah. Uh, other ways involve more invasive um, technology, such as if you have a polar heart rate strap, you can uh, do interval training with the idea or with the intent of trying to find your upper limit of max heart rate. Um, or if you have a whoop, um, I just, you know, it's just, it's typically found that way. Yeah. I I say the easiest way though, for anyone, regardless of, even if, if you have no human dashboard on your wrist, just do the math of 220 minus your age, because even with that number, anyone could put two fingers on their wrist or their neck and find their heart rate with a 30 second count on the clock. Right. So now back to this sheet here, um, zero to 50% of your heart rate is what we would consider rest, no meaningful strain on the body. As we move up to level one, 50 to 60% of your heart rate is very light. It's a warm-up, a cool-down, what's considered an active recovery. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the mind-blowing part. Level two, mm-hmm. 60 to 70% of your heart rate, which is light, which I almost never get in any workout. I'm always at the 80 to 90 or 90 to 100. Every time I look at my whoop, it said you spent this much time at 90% of your heart rate, this much time at 80% of your heart rate. I've never been at the 60 to 70 so level two, 60 to 70%, which is a light exertion level, you build basic endurance. Drum roll, please. <laughs> fat burning. Mm-hmm. Fat burning. I kid you not. I hope you guys try it one time, maybe this week, whenever you hear this podcast. Try 60 to 70% of your heart rate. You're going to think it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Literally, I ride the bike at 60 to 70% of my heart rate, and I have trouble staying under 70%. I my comfort zone is to instantly pedal up to my 85% mm-hmm. and die after two minutes. Unsustainable. Minutes. Unsustainable. It's it's truly, I'm really mind blown. I know a lot of people out there too share the same, I guess, thought process as I do. The harder I work out, the faster and harder I, I do this, the more I'm going to burn fat. Mm-hmm. Not true. Not true. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to sit on that for a minute. I, I, Me and my fat. I want to own that as well for myself and for the rest of our coaches and more specifically for Tommy, because him and I came from the old frame of thought, or I would, I wouldn't say uneducated, but just less educated frame of thought that we used to, um, kind of execute everything here at motives, uh, in the early years when you were, when you first came on, like these conversations were never something that were there. They never existed. I learned it in school. I went to school for exercise science. Like I, some of my classes, my, my exercise science lab, I'm hooked up to all the gizmos and gadgets. I got the face mask on, like you see in the Gatorade commercial, the mm-hmm. polar heart rate strap, uh, the Bane mask, the Bane mask. I'm running on the interval, sitting down on a chair. They're pricking my finger to see my lactate levels. And I'm getting back on and doing it again until wow. I can't run anymore. And like, I, I knew this stuff. Um, and, and it's just something that didn't really get carried over into our fitness philosophy for the f- for the first many years of our business, as we were so CrossFit-y um, in, in, the, in our adult offering, at least, right. early on. Me personally, I always implemented this, um, you know, and I, I think sometimes, I mean, naturally, I, I believe my genetics lean towards me being lean, regardless of whether I work out or not. But there's something to be said of the nature of 
being a fitness professional and being on your feet for 10 hours a day. Um, and you know, there, there's, there's something to be said of like this, if you wear a whoop and you have a, a job that you're on your feet, it's the same kind of thought process or idea of like people were so into knowing how many steps you got in a day. Right. You know, that's, that's very important. Like going for, going for a walk, you're burning fat. You Crazy. know, if you're sprinting for two minutes, the primary fuel source that's, that's being extracted from your body is carbohydrate. So let me just, the layman's terms, we're doing 60 to 70, which is light, light mm-hmm. going for a walk. Uh, what, what else would be so light, a light bike ride? I mean, nothing super strenuous. Mm-hmm. You're burning fat. You mm-hmm. go for a sprint, which is what we do in a lot of workouts here. You're sprinting as, as many rounds as possible or, you know, consistently really pushing your limits. We're not burning fat doing that. Not predominantly. That's crazy. Without getting overly complex, fat's always burning in the background. Uh, the priority order of the fuel source being used moment to moment is dependent upon the intensity level at which you're reading off of the chart right now. Right. So in the instance of a 40-minute AMRAP, or your, or let's use Murph, for example, because most yeah. people that come here, they're familiar with Murph. It's the longest workout we do all year. There's a lot of reps. Over the course of the 40 minutes, you don't make it 40 minutes unless fat is leveraged as a fuel source. If you only relied on carbohydrate, you wouldn't make it 40 minutes. Now, are there carbs being used throughout the workout? Absolutely. But I guess to answer your original question, if, if you're primary focus to is to walk in here on a day and only burn fat if you're exceeding if the if the average of your workout exceeds that six out of ten on a scale of one to ten that's 60 to 70 percent yeah then we're not talking about a primary burn of fat anymore right which is news to me Mm -hmm. honestly um so we'll we'll go on level three 78 percent which is considered a moderate exertion level you improve aerobic fitness and muscle strength, 80 to 90% uh, hard exertion level increase, anaerobic threshold and mm-hmm. max capacity for shorter efforts, mm-hmm. and 90 to 100%, which is max exertion level, for fit athletes in a very brief duration, develop fast twitch muscle fibers and boost sprint speed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a typical um, workout, I know we're, we're really varied here, but let's say on your, your typical 20-minute or less workout, where you're spiking your heart rate, like you're saying here, you're primarily not really burning fat. Uh, I would say as you, when you exceed the 12 to 15 minute duration of time and you are able to operate at a pace that allows you to consistently move for 20 minutes without sitting down and taking a break and then restarting until the 20 minutes was up. If you're able to consistently move for 20 minutes, I believe that that fat burning is is kind of fifty um, fifty with with all other fuel sources. It's not the it's not going to dominate. It's not the main per focus, se, especially if you're not on a ketogenic diet or something like that. But right. if you're just a, a general right person, uh, not dieting in a particular way, it's going to be about fifty fifty. When you're under twelve minutes, typically you, it, the the easiest way that I try to explain it, and I'm sure I explained it to you on the fly is to think of a scale of 1 to 10 and think about what a 9 out of 10 effort feels like when you ride the assault bike. 
and I'm sure you can somewhat have imagery of like blacking out or whatever you feel like at that moment and then answer the question of how long can you go for at nine out of 10 on the assault bike? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. You're not burning. On a good day. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. And then you take, and then I absolutely have to rest. For how long? Who knows? Five minutes. (laughs) For, you know what I mean? He's like killing me. Yeah, you don't even have to have an answer. It's just, it's just, I'm just asking the question for, for those that are listening too. It's just very much like, think about that. Think of it that way. Like if you work at such an effort that you cannot gather your breath in 10 seconds and move on to the next movement and keep yourself moving consistently, you're probably not burning fat, especially not in a workout that lasts less than 10 minutes. And then you pack your bags and go home. And realistically, on a lot of those shorter, high-intensity workouts, that's exactly what you're doing. It's like this hard couple-second, 10, 20-second push, catching your breath, going to the next thing, trying to slow your heart rate down, trying to take a break to do another 10 to 20-second push mm-hmm. on a 10-calorie bike, on a whatever the case is, you know, a push press, a lift, whatever it is. You're, you're not doing that for 20 minutes. Sure. You're doing that movement for a couple of seconds. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a very uh, visual learner, and one one visual uh, illustration that I'll remember for the rest of my life as it applies to this concept is is the idea of gears on a bike. And you like the mountain bike, so I'm sure this will resonate with you as well. But uh, let's say, what's a typical speed on a bike that you ride? Fifteen, ten uh, speed bike. Let's say ten speeds because yeah, yeah. we're talking about one to ten. Right. So if we're if we're mountain biking through a trail, or even if you're on the road and you're on flat ground, you could ride at a one speed, two, or whatever speed you want, really, right? Yeah. If if I asked you to get from this light pole to that light pole as fast as you possibly can, would you ride at a one or a 10? At a 10. Yeah, your highest, fastest gear. Yeah. Well, the one it's, that moves you the, the, the fastest. Because it's going to allow you to produce the most force right. with, the, with the piece of equipment that you're sitting on, right? And And... If you only ever sprint, you never give all the other gears of your bike a chance to learn how to to work efficiently and burn the type of energy that that specific gear needs yeah. in order to operate for the time domain that it was created for. That's good stuff too, especially the, the other example you gave with like your heartbeat, right? So at 60 to 70%, your heartbeat has enough time to fully expand and contract. Mm. And I think that was a great... Uh, yeah, me that, realize like, okay, my heart's not fluttering and probably skipping beats at eight, 90 to 100%. Yeah, yeah. I actually I don't even know if it's beating. I, I don't remember talking to you about that, but that it might brings, have been Tommy then. It no, might have been Tommy. I probably did because that brings into a whole nother rabbit hole conversation about like cardiac output and stroke volume, which are specific to your heart and the mechanics of your heart ejecting blood in order for the blood to go where it needs to go to fuel your muscles to continue to do work. Um, and, uh, and at that, as you ascend up and down this one to 10 scale, you know, there, there also is too light where you're not giving enough. Right. Uh, but in the middle right there, um, you're specifically training the efficiency of your heart to have really, really nice contractions that are consistent instead of 10 out of 10, where, like you said, you're like, you're fluttering and you're hyperventilating and it's just, it's trying to get blood out as fast as it can. Right. Frantically surviving. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's very interesting. There's many different like science ways to go. And if we had TJ on here, we'd be talking until uh, next September. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, in, in a very basic sense, um, you know, a couple of things I just want to highlight. Uh, one being that, you know, there for, for Rob right now, he's at a season of his fitness journey where it's okay for him to not rely on class five days a week for five of his workouts. Um, and it's, it's only okay now because we've done our homework on the backside to create opportunities to help someone like Rob not get frustrated. Cause ultimately he was frustrated with his progress or lack thereof. Um, but we're able to help him with that now and, and help alleviate some of that frustration and, and limit the opportunity for him to have to go look somewhere else to get the result that he wants. Um, yeah, and, and one thing, sense. one thing to, to speak to that, um, it was kicking my butt to actually work out slower, which might not, might not make sense to somebody until they try it. So to actually maintain 60 to 70%, once I passed that like 15 minute mark, I was dripping in sweat. I actually couldn't believe it because I felt like this is so slow. I could do this forever. And it was, it was just a, like, like we're talking about, there's just these different avenues that you, I guess you could say create fitness. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And how I was more comfortable in that 80 plus percent, like I'm good there as my comfort zone. And now working at a different level for different reasons, improving aerobic fitness or, or burning fat or whatever that I wasn't there. I wasn't comfortable there. And now, now in these, you know, with the programming I have now and whatever else I'm doing some strength stuff, like I said, for my back, there's certain things I have with the pause work. That's a whole nother ball game. The too. tempos. Wow. The tempos are yeah. dude. sore. like, I'm like, I feel like I never worked out. Mm-hmm. Like what the heck have I been doing this whole time? We could, we should do one on that too. The tempos. Cause that's really important. And that's something that in the CrossFit world, when you're trying to do stuff for time and move as fast as you can, you begin to rely on momentum to produce force, yeah. which ultimately leads to you putting yourself at risk of injury because you're no longer leveraging your own muscle's ability to create tension and move your joint or your lever arm, yeah. but you're just letting gravity and the rebounding effects of the structures in your body to, to move the weight from point A to point B. And that's a, that's a huge problem. Wow. Um, so yeah, we, I, I would love to do something on that one as well. That's that's a whole nother avenue we can go down. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, the programming, doing doing things a little different, kind of working me out of my comfort zone. Uh, I really appreciate it, number one. Number two, you know, one thing I want to bring up before I forget is for the people that don't have a whoop, we were talking about 60 to 70% in this particular podcast for burning fat. For the people that don't have a whoop or some kind of heart band or something to track, Apple Watch, whatever, something general, Mike gave the the uh, equation for getting your heart rate, 220 minus your age. Mm-hmm. Also, a good general rule of thumb you were telling me is just to be able to have a conversational pace. Mm-hmm. Have that pace where you can just have a conversation the whole time. You're moving, but you're not so out of breath that you can't talk to mm-hmm. the person next to you mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. I think that's a great a great start because I actually had Leanne, and she's a fitness monster, one day riding the bike again for like just half hour after class. And she was like, what are you doing? I was like, riding the bike jump on, let's do it. And we, we rode and we talked the entire time. And I was telling her, she's like, I don't know what my heart rate is. She just got an Apple watch. She's trying to figure it out. And I was just like, Oh, I think we did it because you were able to talk the entire time without being out of breath. So mm-hmm. yeah. Really yeah. Cool th- rule of thumb. That's interesting. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I would have forgot that. And, and that's something, 
if I've ever coached you in class, when, when we've jumped on bikes after class or warmed up in the beginning, you'll hear me say all the time during warm up or cool down, let's hop on a machine and operate for 90 seconds, two minutes at a conversational pace. Yes. Because there's for you that's here just to work out and not necessarily get into the nitty gritty science. It's a very simple thing for you to remember. And for me, it's easy for me to communicate that and, and you're, I'm getting what I want out of you. Right. And it's, and it's allowing everyone in class to self-select that pace because I'm not telling you to get on the bike and ride at 60 RPMs or jump on the rower and row at this particular Which 60 output. would be something f- different for everyone. Exactly. Like yeah. conversational pace for me on the bike and for you are two different things. Right. And same thing for Jen. Yeah. And it could be changed over time. But the most important thing, if your goal is to target fat burn, is to not exceed that conversational pace. And but to operate right at the cusp of it, right at the threshold of right. I can almost not have a conversation. That's how you know. Obviously you're there. not so slow that you're reading a magazine, right? Talking with your partner here. It's right. something where you gotta move, but you can continue talking without being out of breath. Exactly. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, Rob, I appreciate you. No problem. One Did last it, thing, I recommend yeah. everybody check out these laminated cards. Yeah. Because it'll blow your mind, I guess, seeing it for yourself. Yeah, especially because I spent four hours making it. <laughs> Hand laminated <laughs> by Mike himself. Hand laminated. Anyway, Rob, thank you for this one. I'm, I'm, I hope it was informative for many of you. If you, if there's any questions that, that anyone listening has about this podcast, please don't hesitate to drop us a DM uh, or shoot me a message. If you ask me in person, that is also great, but I would love even for messages or whatnot, only because we can reshare that and maybe even on Instagram to help uh, educate as many people as we can about these things that help us with our philosophies at the gym and drive our decision-making every day uh, and help you understand that we're not just uh, pulling exercise routine out of a hat, but we actually study this and, and are interested in helping you uh, become a, a more optimal human being.